Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors. And we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Hearth Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Light Team, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Dan Schuster. Dan is a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of educational services for the National Federation of High Schools. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Jake, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, uh, we're excited to have uh, someone with a national profile uh, on the show today. Um, well, as you know, uh, the life of an athletic director is very busy these days, uh, and so we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up and went to school and college, and uh, how your love of sports led to this position at the national office. Yeah, so I'm originally from the northern part of Indiana, a uh, small town Mishawaka, Indiana. It's about 15, 20 minutes east of the University of Notre Dame. Uh, participated in athletics uh, my entire life. I was a uh, hockey player in high school. Uh, it's a club sport here in Indiana, but uh, played high school varsity baseball. Um, actually participated in a lot of different sports growing up, whether it was football, basketball, uh, ransom track, um, so multi-sport athletes, um, and, and um, you know, it's, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, growing up playing, you know, because of Notre Dame is really how I was able to step on a sheet of ice and, and, and play hockey. And that was obviously a big part of, big part of my life and continues, it really opened doors for me, uh, even at the NFHS and in, in becoming a national interpreter for, for the sport of hockey. So, uh, it's it's amazing of of you know our experiences and and how they they make us into uh, what we end up uh, being. So, um, you know, I was I was very fortunate to have you know a lot of great people around me, and um, you know maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, I went to Mishawaka High School, ended up going to Indiana University, where I got my bachelor's degree. Um, in sport communication, which uh, had a sport marketing and management, management background with a te telecommunications minor as well. Wow. Uh, and then got my, got my master's in athletic administration. So, um, and that was uh, through Indiana University as, as well. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's one of those things for a lot of, uh, for particular young people, I actually, I actually went with a master's degree and took an unpaid internship 
um, right after I, I got my master's degree. And it was with a, with a media company in Indianapolis. And I, I really thought that's where I wanted to be was Indianapolis because of, um, you know, just because it's really, at least informally known as the, the amateur, you know, the sports, you know, capital of the world for amateur sports. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of groups are here and this company was working with a lot of them, uh, national junior colleges, NCAA, NFHS. And so I thought I'd take a shot at it. And uh, lo and behold, was able to uh, meet Tim Flannery at the NFHS and, you know, the rest is history. Uh, I started working, you know, pretty much with the NFHS after that summer. So uh, very, very fortunate and uh, privileged to be a part of such a great organization and just have the opportunity to work with so many great people um, at the NIAAA, at state athletic associations across the country, athletic directors, associations across the country. Some really unbelievable people that uh, I have the pleasure of working with. So, you know, it's an honor. Wow, that's, uh, that's very cool. Uh, and I think a good lesson too, uh, those internships, uh, student teaching experiences, GA, you know, oftentimes those, uh, you know, really blossom into uh, a full career. For those of our listeners who might not be familiar with all the things that uh, NFHS does, um, why don't you talk real briefly um, about, you know, what they do and then specifically what you do with NFHS? Sure. I mean, most people always knew who the NFHS was because of its rules. And, you know, no matter where you are in the country, if you have a, a set of rules in your back pocket, it's, it, it has the NFHS logo on there. And so for, for many years, it was the officials. Oh, yeah, I know who the NFHS is. Um, so we've been writing rules for many years, uh, actually celebrated our 100th year as, a, as an organization last year. Um, and been writing rules for many of those. Um, and, and as you know, a lot of states have modifications of those rules and, and that's, um, you know, that's, that's okay. We know, that, we know that we can't have one set of rules, but we do our very best to work with our state associations to have that majority of the rules that are, that are the same and keep those consistent. Um, so that, that's been something we've been doing for a very long time. Um, more and more, we have been known uh, for the NFHS Learning Center space. So we, we um, launched that in 2007. So that's, that's our professional development platform. Really started out for, for coaches because we really saw that need as we started seeing more and more volunteer coaches, uh, non-teacher coaches. You know, it, it, the education has always been important obviously, but, you know, when we had, when we had our coaches in the classroom, you know, we knew that they, they understood the pedagogy. We knew that they knew how to teach and really engage with the kids. Um, and they were with them all day. You know, they, they were with them at school and they knew them and uh, there was that relationship. And so when we started seeing less of the teacher coach and more of the volunteer coach, that's where it, it really highlighted the need for, for a, a you know, ability to, to get this professional development out to the masses, to really change the culture of professional development. And so, you know, we've had uh, over 11 and a half million people since, uh, since 2007 take courses with us. So if you don't know us from a 
rule standpoint, you might know us from a learning center standpoint. And uh, a few years after the learning center started, uh, you might know us for the streaming platform that the NFHS network provided. And so, um, you know, just the ability to, if you can't make it to the game to be able to, and obviously, you know, probably not a better time than right now where we are very limited on, limited on games we can go to or how many people can be in the stands. Um, but, but really doing what we can to tell our story about high school activities, high school sports and activities and the life lessons that, that can be learned. And, um, you know, so those, those really, um, you know, are, are three of the bigger platforms that I think people would know who we are, but we work for our member state associations. So in Florida, the Florida High School Athletic Association here in Indiana, the Indiana High School Athletic Association. So there's 51 different member state associations across the country and, and we work for them. We serve them, we create programs and services for them. And uh, that's, that's really um, our mission and our purpose. And, um, you know, we've, uh, we've lived by that for uh, 101 years and counting. Well, that was, I think that was a fantastic, uh, you know, explanation of what they do. And again, from a rule standpoint, um, it's not like y'all are sitting there in Indianapolis just pulling rules out of thin air. You know, you work, you know, directly with the sections and the officials committees from uh, for each sport. And from a, the professional education uh, side, uh, we're very blessed at my school. Um, almost all of our head coaches uh, teach or work right on campus. And so we have that teacher-coach relationship. But we do have some really great uh, community coaches that uh, did not have the the training and they all take the um, the NFHS uh, coaches courses uh, every year. That's our uh, um, requirement from FHSAA. But it's always neat for me as the AD. Um, I'll have some of these coaches and they'll come up the first time they've taken the course, and they, and they say, "Gosh, I never knew." And uh, it's you know really neat to see them acknowledge you know the the need and the value uh, for that type of uh, coaches education. So you guys are doing a great job. I appreciate that. Well, uh, you uh, alluded to it uh, briefly, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you expand on it. Uh, in our uh, profession, uh, you know, athletics and education, uh, we always talk about the importance of leadership and mentoring. And I'm always curious, you know, who were some of your mentors uh, growing up, either teachers or coaches you had or people that you've worked uh, with or worked for? Uh, who's, whose voice do you hear in your head uh, when you go to work each day? Yeah, I, I think, you know, that it's a, it, it's had a profound impact on me. So I don't have, I don't have Jake, I don't have a, a photographic memory or even claim to have a great memory, but I, I, I can tell you this, that um, that has really shaped me of, you know, I was very fortunate um, with my parents who, you know, really focused on, uh, you know, those foundations and the, you know, uh, my, my, my dad had always referred to the little things, right? It's the little things that make the big impact. And I feel like that's, that's really, um, it, it's so true. Focus on those little things, whether you're talking about a five-year-old building a ground ball or, you know, whether you're talking about, 
how you can improve the functionality of a website that millions of people are going to visit. It's really those small things that, that make a big difference. And so um, also just being humble. I feel like, you know, my parents and, and my mother in particular uh, really taught me and, um, you know, going, you know, kind of getting into high school, it's, it's been a very long time that I, that I, I've known that I wanted to be in high school sports and activities. You know, I was very fortunate to have an athletic director in my community that um, was, fam you know, was a family friend, um, actually the late, great John Danaher, uh, who worked a uh, long time Indiana AD and was an NIAAA attendee at the, at the conference, volunteered. Um, and so he was my, he was my athletic director growing up and I actually gave me an opportunity. And as a junior in high school, I worked in the athletic department. I officiated basketball and uh, flag football games, got a, got really an understanding of what it, you know, an introduction of, of the athletic department in a high school. And, you know, those kinds of opportunities are things that I really hope that kids are able to have and, and take advantage of. And, um, that really shaped me. I had, I had multiple athletic directors that I went to and even in college, uh, athletic director, um, at my alma mater who came in my last year, uh, Kirby Whitaker came in and I came in and I, I just, Hey, can I, can I come help you? Can I just watch you? Can I shadow you? Can I ask you some questions? And, and of course there's never an AD that's going to say, Oh no, I don't need any help. Um, and so, you know, just really just diving in. And so really, you know, those are mentors. Those are people that, that lended their hand and said, yeah, you can, you can be a part of, a part of our, our program. You can, you can help. Um, and I did the same thing in college, um, you know, AD in, in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, Roland Fletcher was his name and great, great man who just let me be around. And uh, that really, that really instilled in me um, again, of, of helping others and being there to, to help mentor. And so just a big part of, big part of me and shaping me for, for being a part of high school athletics and what it meant to really be a true leader and, and a community leader. Oh yeah. The, uh, again, you can't, uh, overemphasize the importance that those mentors, uh, have had on our lives. I got to ask you a dumb question, Bloomington, Indiana, you know, that uh, famous movie of my youth uh, breaking away, you know, they still have that little 500 uh, bike race. Yeah, they didn't have it this year, obviously, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bucket list event. It's a cool, it's a cool event. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you kind of got to see it to believe it. And there's, um, it is a it is a famous bike race. I will tell you that, and they're just going around a you know four hundred meter uh, cinder track, and uh, it is it is high level competition. Let me tell you, there are I mean those uh, you know those those college students their their whole year is revolved around that race, and it's a uh, it's an impressive event. Mm -hmm. Very must have been very cool to see in person. Yeah, um, we always like to uh, have our guests share their journey with um, NIAAA. Uh, you know, as a member of the National Certification Committee, obviously I'm pushing, you know, get that, uh, take those LTC courses, get your RAA, your CAA, your CMAA, 
Uh, go ahead and uh, share a little bit about, you know, your journey, you know, in that process of becoming, um, you know, one of the uh, elite uh, certifications. Uh, the percentage of ADs in the United States is very low that have that CMAA. So you're part of that elite group. Uh, how did it happen? Yeah, well, you know, it kind of is, it's a good transition from our last conversation about mentors, because maybe my, my greatest mentor as far as my professional career is, is Tim Flannery, the former Ohio athletic director, former director of coach education at the NFHS. And so when I first started at the NFHS in 2008, uh, you know, he made sure that I knew about the NIAAA and made sure that, you know, it, he really instilled in me is that, look, we are, we are going to be talking about professional development ourselves from a, from a coach standpoint. But we, we always have to, we have to look at ourselves first. And so that's why we really, you know, tell our athletic administrators that, you know, the coaches need to see you walking the walk so that they can walk the walk, right? And so to me, I want to show my commitment to professional development. And so I started taking, I started taking courses with the NIAAA um, not, not too long after um, I started working at the NFHS, started learning about it. And I think, you know, that's, it's a really important thing to, to go in and take 501 and take 502 because you're actually learning about who is the NIAAA, who is the NFHS, what are the differences in the two organizations? Because a lot of people really don't know. And, and thankfully, you know, over the years, those courses have, have helped define uh, the differences. But, um, you know, we always stress that ADs would go through the same coursework that they expect their coaches to go through. And most, you know, a lot of our athletic administrators were coaches. So they 100% understand the shoes that those coaches are in. Um, but the, the other thing, Jake, that I, I, just to take a second on, you're talking about professional development, uh, your involvement with the credentials committee, certification committee. You know, one thing that we're not very good at and I'm just going to just going to say it we're you know we don't pat ourselves on the back very often as as athletic administrators as people in education and there's reasons for that right i mean we don't we just don't do that um but i, I do think it's important that people you know that we do celebrate each other right we we need to do as much as we can to celebrate each other and and look, your, your show's doing that. It's highlighting, you know, CMAAs, CAAs, RAAs across the country. We need to do more of that because it's hard. It, it is challenging for us. We just don't do that very well of celebrating ourselves. And, 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 and again, but those, those letters are really important. You know, I know that most likely your principal or your superintendent they know that you're involved in this professional development because I'm, I'm sure you, you know, whether it's uh, receipts or whether it's, uh, you know, a certificate that you, you know, let them see, but you need to, we need to communicate how important it is that we're going down this pathway of professional development. And so I think that's, that's a, you know, a thing that social media has allowed us to do a little bit more is to, certainly allow the NIAAA and the NFHS to highlight all of these wonderful people that we have coaching 
you know, young people and all these wonderful people that we have as administrators. Um, but those credentials mean something. And I think when the coaches see the ADs doing it, they want to get involved in their own professional development. And look, you know who's watching. The kids are watching all of this. They're seeing it. If they, you know, if they find out about those letters, I, I look back and I don't remember, I don't remember hearing about the NIAAA or the NFHS as a, as a high school student. And that's okay. But I'll tell you, that's one of the things I remember though, is that I knew that my athletic administrator was involved at a higher level. That, that meant, that actually, that meant something to me in a way that I maybe didn't realize at the time, but I knew that it was happening. I knew that he was involved at a state level and a national level. And so it was pretty much as simple as that, but it's like, Hey, you know, there, we can, we get better. We can get better. We need to get better. We, we have to get better. And so again, I, I really think these professional, you know, platforms and pathways are critically important because those students are watching and guess who are the next set of coaches, the next set of ADs they're watching. We want them to have this, again, this to be instilled in them that professional development is not only something that they should do, but they want to do. Uh, I really appreciate that uh, perspective. Uh, you know, obviously you're preaching to the choir with me, but uh, I think Absolutely. our listeners need to hear it too. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much. I'm curious, what was your um, CMAA project? Well, to no surprise, uh, it, it was it surrounded the NFHS Learning Center, and um, you know, I, I got I got hired at the NFHS in 2008, um, and I I was very fortunate to get um, you know again work with Tim Flannery and. And uh, I, I was able to have sort of an elevated assistant director position that I took in 2012 and uh, where I was really truly his right hand man. And I was able to really lead the project of upgrading our entire system. And so the platform that we all know today as the NFHS Learning Center, it was actually created at the beginning, you know, in 2013. And so I kind of oversaw that uh most of the most of the time I, that was really my baby and so i kind of oversaw most of that and really talked about the benefits that the platform the new platform would bring for for coaches and and for ads and um you know it, it's always been that we really are trying to serve you as the athletic director right because you know Require, coach requirements are what they are. And those come from a lot of times the state association, they may come from the Department of Education, um, but it's really on your shoulders a lot of times to make sure that it, that it happens. And so I think that's something that we've always tried to make it to where the tools within the learning center really help you not only you know, as the AD, but the coaches as well. So yeah, I, I did my project on that and just really the, the upgrades and um, I mean, it's amazing the technology that that um, exists today or in 2013 or even when we launched the original platform in, in 2007. Um, you know, we have to keep growing just like we tell our coaches they need to continue growing, that we need to continue growing as administrators. You know, our platform and our coursework 
uh, and curriculum have to do the same thing. Uh, that's, uh, that's really very cool. To, uh, now I know the history behind that. Let's go and shift gears a little bit. Um, let's talk about COVID. Um, with our other episodes, we've been talking with school ADs and district ADs and uh, their response. Uh, and, and we've had uh, guests uh, from across the country. You know, we've seen some states uh, that are uh, totally rescheduling their seasons, football in the spring, baseball in the fall. Uh, other states are business as usual. You know, we're going to play. Um, what has, and I'm asking, you know, uh, so you can tell us, you know, what has the NFHS done from a national standpoint uh, with regard to COVID and, you know, our, our high school sports programs? Yeah, I, well, I really have to commend our sports medicine advisory committee uh, because they came out with guidance back in May. So it's, it's been several months that they came out with some original guidance and you know, this is a fluid situation. It's day to day. Um, you know, by the time, you know, you know, this episode comes out, it could be different. Um, and we we've known that every single day for the last, you know, five, six months. Um, but really, really coming out with, um, guidance for in particular our state associations, right? So they're going to be the ones that are going to have to, you know, implement, what it looks like in their state. And we know that it's not going to be something that a one size fits all. Um, it's a very collaborative effort, as we know, uh, between our governors, uh, local health departments, and of course, you know, our, our, our schools and you know, school boards, uh, they have to make the best decision for, for their community. Um, but again, we were really stressing the idea of Things have changed. It's different. We need to think about distancing. We need to think about what it looks like when we practice. So it's not going to be something where, hey, that's always the way we've done it. It's, it's coming out with, again, that helpful guidance to start thinking a little differently. And so states have taken those, you know, taken that guidance and they've adapted it, um, which is fine. That's, again, that's really part of what we do is we want to just push this information out, help, help states come up with uh, something that, that works for them. Um, and, and I think that's, that's what really sparked me, Jake, was seeing that original guidance. You know, boy, I was just thinking on behalf of, of coaches across the country and ADs across the country where it's like, you know, I, I would love to have something in my hands that is a little bit more, you know, for, for coaches of, Hey, things are different. And like help to help me figure out what I need, what needs to be going through my head when I'm, when I go to practice or how we, where, where do I start? I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to believe. I don't know. Uh, we don't know that much. And in, in, especially back in May, we don't, we don't know that much about this virus. What do we, what do we do? And so, that was really how the COVID-19 for coaches and administrators course was born is, um, you know, we had a couple state associations say, Hey, have we thought about doing something for coaches? And, and again, from the onset, it's, I wanted, I wanted to get something out to help. And so, you know, it's, 
it's like we need to think about practice like you know is it really that necessary that we're standing in a single file line right next to each other we've got lots of space let's use it um you know if when we can wear masks let's think about it let's you know we, we should be wearing them when we can um and so we tried to get something practical and really to the form you know the same formula that we use for for other courses, it's around that 20 minute range. Um, and actually over 115,000 of those have, have been taken since June 29th when we were able to launch it. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those resources that I, that I really, you know, kind of describe it as is it's here, it's here when you need it, right? Because not everybody's able to participate right now, as you, as you alluded to, I mean, 37, states uh the last i checked unless something changed this morning you know 37 states have have altered their schedule in some in some way um so you mentioned you know we're gonna have you know some states depending on their climate they're gonna be playing football you know at the beginning of the year next year or you know in the spring um so it's gonna look different we know we know that it's gonna look different um but Again, it's a resource that is there when you need it. And it's gonna be something that, again, it's very fundamental. It's, but I think it's just getting coaches and ADs to understand that it's different. And, and obviously ADs are working every day with this. Um, they understand that. Uh, they, know that they know that it's never gonna be the same and have, you've had to do so much work ahead of this. And you, frankly, a lot of ADs don't even know if all this hard work and preparation they put into it, if they're even gonna use it or need it um because it, it just may not come to fruition because of you know circumstances that are out of their control but um i think like most things it's just getting again programs to our constituents uh, and hopefully that it's there for them when they need it no and again i want to say thanks for um uh, everyone at your office for putting that uh, document together i think you, you did a great job and uh again there were things in it that you know we uh, took, you know, followed to the letter. And there's a couple things that we tweaked a little bit, uh, but uh, getting it out there as a resource, I think was huge. Um, um, what are some of your, um, I know you're not in the office right now, but um, mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite things about your job? Uh, obviously you're very passionate about it, but uh, you know, what are, you know, some of the two or three things you really enjoy about working for NFHS? Well, you know the the individuals that i get to work with you know it's it's um you know it, it, it's a blessing because there's they're the best of the best from our within our state association offices within the state ad associations and, and you know I, I guess i have to say too that i'm very fortunate in my position at the nfhs that i get to work with everyone you know, it's, it's, um, if, if, uh, you know, I mentioned before that one of my hats is, is, you know, is ice hockey. And so it, it's one thing I, you know, I, I, I could focus in on, on hockey and, um, I would know, I would know the hockey community really well. And I would know those administrators that are working with that sport, but with the NFHS learning center, I have the opportunity to work with, of course, all of our state associations, all the state ADs associations, um, the NIAAA, 
uh, the great folks there. Um, and, and, and again, because of our, our national conferences, you know, that we have our, the NFHS summer meeting is one that, again, all of our, it's really for our membership. And so all of our, our state association folks are there. Well, a lot of them bring their board members and, you know, get to meet a lot of those great people. The athletic directors conference that we co-host with the NIAAA, I mean, just the best of the best, the go-getters, the, the passionate, um, you know, the experts of, of this profession. You know, it, it's, it's just, it's wonderful. I mean, you just, to be better, you really need to put yourself around people like that. And so um, to work at the NFHS, where, again, we have some really great people working there on behalf of, of uh, you know, over 19,000 high schools and uh, 12 million participating students. Um, you know, it, it's humbling. And, and, you know, it's just one of those things where I, I really, I really look at, you know, young people participating is it, it just really motivates all of us to be better. And sometimes that can be a challenge. So one thing I, I, I'd tell you about, about my position is I don't, I don't see kids every day. Um, you know, I, I may go a very long time and not see, you know, high school kids participating. I certainly don't see them in the hallways. Um, and so I think that's really important for, for us at the NFHS is that, you know, we have, we have pictures up of kids in our office. And I think that's important. We, should, we never can take our eyes off of the mission and the purpose, which are those young people. And as cliche as it sounds, it's real. You know, um, we, all get, we all can get bogged down with, with things at um, work or a job. I, I never really feel like it's a job, but it's, you gotta think about the why. And it's, it's, those, it's those young people. We can look back on ourselves, how our experience was shaped. And again, those people that positively affect, you know, impacted our lives. Um, that's really what motivates me is that I may not know all the answers about how our coursework impacts people, but I can tell you there's 11 and a half million courses that are out there in this, in this world that you know, were created with a lot of thought, a lot of care, and knowing that those that those courses are out there again, really trying to make a difference. Um, you know, it's 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 a humbling feeling, and hopefully, what that's really doing is planting a lot of seeds within our coaches, within our young people, within our ads of how really important again that what the work that we all do collectively and it does take us all just how real how important it really is and how we must continue to push again what your the educational ad um to push that we are unique we are different we push the we push the education first um and and that should always be the most important thing and should never you know come behind the outcome of a of a game or a contest or an event. I guess I should unmute myself. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Dan. That was really great stuff. Um, we're, um, we're just about out of time, but uh, we've got one more question for you. Uh, we always okay. like to end 
with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, you've had a chance to, you know, work with and work for and probably meet uh, uh, a lot more ADs than I've ever met. Uh, but now your task is to send out a brand new high school athletic director to their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Dan Schuster's athletic director toolbox? Yeah, I think I think I think the tools are are really simple in the in the sense that uh, you better be listening to what people are. You better listen to your to your your staff. Um, you know your your coaches, your other colleagues. Listening is, is so critically important to really understand, you know, as, a, as an athletic director, um, you know, you may not be directly the one doing some of the, the work and a lot, a lot of times you are, um, but you really need to listen to those around you so that you can, so you can truly understand um, where they're coming from, how they're feeling so that you can relate to them the best that, of your ability and, and truly be, again, that mentor, that helper, that leader. Um, so listening is critically important. Uh, I'm a note card guy. Um, being a, being, uh, obviously, uh, very much where my, my job and profession is around electronic communication and electronic uh, education. You know, I, I'm a believer in, in, in note cards and, and frankly, I should send them a lot more than I do, but, um, we, I have a stack of note cards in my, in my office. And of course, being away for, several months now haven't uh, written very many probably should figure out a way to make that happen um you know just and i and i really i i really do this with my staff and frankly should probably do it with more more of the of the staff um but just let them know when when you notice something you know positive because a lot of times you know there's discussions of when something happens that may be negative or something that you know comes to your attention uh don't be afraid to to put that note card on their, you know, in their mailbox, on their desk. Um, you know, I, I just, I love that kind of the time, it's sort of a little bit extra time to, to, to physically write out a note, um, you know, and, and tell them that you appreciate what they're doing and, and uh, you know, thanks for their help. I, my la I mean, my, la my last thing is, it's really, I mean, communication. I mean, you just, you can't over communicate. You just, you just, you can't, you want to be clear. So I, I think there's a lot of different, certainly with technology and we've all, we've all had to really do this during, during COVID, but, you know, communicating with parents, communicating with staff, you know, and it's probably going to be a blend of tools, Jake, it, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's using your website better, you know, communicating, um, you know, Twitter is a really fun tool. Um, you know, I, I think that if you can, if you can manage just like everything else, if you can, if you can just use it for a specific purpose um, and again, communicate back to what we said earlier, to pat someone on the back, to highlight some good works that maybe students at your school have been involved with, um, something that your parents have done, um, and that, again, that could be your website too, but I think, um, social media can be a good outlet for that, but just communicate and, and, and thank people. 
and be appreciative of, of people and the good work that, that they do because that make that makes your job a whole lot easier. It and it allows it, it really allows those relationships to again be positive so that uh, you you go to work every day and, and you love what you do and and people around you notice that. So anything that you can do to, to communicate that and and highlight that, I think you're gonna be much better for it. Well, those are all great, uh, great tools to have in your toolbox. Dan, thank you so much for, for being on the show today. Uh, it's been great talking with you, and I know our listeners have uh, gotten a lot of valuable information. Well, Jake, I, I appreciate it, and I, I really do appreciate you and your message, uh, because as subtle as it is, I mean, the, the title of your show is The Educational AD, but um, I, it, it, it just you know, it's, it's so very important that, that we, that we talk about being education first and, and you truly are an educational AD. So uh, thank you for passing that along and, and everything that you do at your local level. I know that you're involved at the state level and I know you're involved at the national level. Um, appreciate your leadership and um, know that people are watching you and are looking up to you and uh, thanks for all you do. Oh, well, gosh, thank uh, really appreciate it. It means a lot coming from uh, you. Uh, to our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Educational AD podcast. I want to remind you that the Zoom recording of this interview is also available on YouTube on the Educational AD channel. Thanks again for listening.